0: to another episode of Moms vs. Aunts. I'm Vanessa Kontav. I'm the mom of the two of us. And I'm Kiki Monique, the auntie. Yeah, we are so excited that you guys have been riding with us. We're all the way up to five episodes. We've gotten so much great, positive feedback from everyone and keep liking and rating and reviewing us. Um, so yeah, what are we going to talk about this week?
1: What we got? I... You know, it was interesting. There were two kind of juxtaposed articles that came out about the same sort of topic that I'm really interested to get into. Dolly Parton did an interview talking about her her beauty routine. And, you know, Dolly Parton, she's a national treasure. So it's like she can do no wrong. (laughs) Um, And then in the same week, Monique, you know, comedian Monique also came out. She did a I think it was on Instagram. She did a video where she was basically sending a message out to young women and it was sort of another side of it. And so I want to get into just like our appearance, our beauty appearance and how, you know, different it is from like the older generations to like the younger Mm -hmm. generations and Mm -hmm. sort of like how it's perceived and that sort of thing. So I'm excited to get into that. And of course, like, you know. We have our own perspective on like, of course, what we had growing up and what I think now, which I think has changed dramatically. Oh, my God, totally. like it it's what you think when you're young and what you feel
0: when you start to get a little older, totally different experiences um all right cool and you know we'll also have i'm going to give you guys a cocktail for this week we have our happy hour i'll share our hustle of the week how to make a little extra money and kiki always comes strong with a really fun interesting story for the cool down um so make sure you stick around to the end of the show but um all right so let me first tell everybody what they're drinking and then we can get into it um so this week i wanted to do a drink that um, Cause So I went to uh, a cookout <laughs> over the weekend and I drank probably more than I normally would, but I was drinking like some serious like heavy mixed drinks and I was like, okay, I need to come with like drinks that are a little lighter that you can drink many of. So I wanted to do a lemon cucumber spritz. It kind of feels like a throwback to when everybody was into cucumber everything. Um, you remember when mm-hmm. we went through that phase where we were drinking Pimm's cups? <laughs> oh, I like miss Pims Cups? This was like forever ago.
1: A Pimm's now cup. that? Remember that? Yeah, now that it's <laughs> summer, I think I actually want to bring that back. Let's, let's, yeah, let's it go kind back of feel, to that. It, we could go back. Well, that's not the drink for today, but we do like a <laughs> Pims Cup if
0: y'all want to Google it. Um, so this is a lemon cucumber spritz. Uh, it's just a great you know, fizzy, refreshing, summery drink. So you're gonna start with one and a half ounces of St. Germain. So St. Germain is the brand, it's uh, elderflower liqueur is what it is. Um, I think everybody kind of knows it by now. You have a bottle of it, it stays in the bar for so long because a little just goes a long way. Um, It is sweet, so you won't need any simple syrup in this drink. And then you're going to squeeze a half a lemon. Uh, We love fresh citrus in your glass. I want you to take a cucumber and you're going to slice like wheels or whatever, you know, to garnish. But take a couple of those wheels first, put them at the bottom of the glass and then muddle them around so you get like some of the cucumber juice out of there. Mm. And then fill it up with some ice and top it with champagne, our very favorite mixer. So... One and a half ounces of St. Germain, juice of half a lemon, muddle a couple slices of cucumber, and then fill your glass with some ice and top it with champagne. It's so refreshing. You can drink many, many of these outside on a hot day. Is St. Germain, is that the purple one? No, St. Germain comes in that like tall glass that kind of has glass bottle that has like beveled edges. The top is like a gold, looks very regal okay for some if reason, you don't drink to it too a fast purple drink. a purple drink oh i know what you're thinking of um i think it's like uh Sh-sham. it's in an aviation oh i can't remember the purple one. Oh, okay. it's gonna kill me i'll try okay. to remember but this drink the is not purple show. it's basically this drink like- is not purple um but it is refreshing if you don't drink your saint germain like fast enough i swear the next time you try to go open it the bottle is like glued closed i hate when that happens with like Sweet things, you can't. Get how do you open. get? Yeah, how do you open? Like when it's like tacky and sticky when sweet stuff is closing. I just like run it under like warm water and tr- okay. just try. I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. You know, with with booze bottles. Okay. Um, so what are you calling the streak again? So I'm calling it the lemon cucumber spritz. <laughs> very good i'm telling you okay spritz like, is like anything
1: that has, has all whole, the bubbles. all the elements like i all the elements so you know what it is yeah Probably. it's like i know what i'm getting
0: yeah and you can okay, drink like cool. so many of them um, that's the perfect thing.
1: drink For summer, it's like that's what it's about. It's like I needed to feel like I'm drinking water when I'm really not drinking water. It needs to feel refreshing like water. (laughs)
0: Right. Eventually, what happens is you kind of just start topping the drink off with just more champagne, and you it starts to be more champagne and less of the other stuff. But you gave it a good try in the beginning, you know. It's what it is. It's what it is. I love it. I love
1: it. All right. I have my drink. You have your drink. Happy hour time. So let's get into it. Um, So Dolly Parton, she had done an interview for um Wall Street Journal magazine. And she said that she doesn't wear sweats at home and that she likes keeping her makeup on at night. Hmm. Um, And of course, I'm just drawn to like sweats at home. If you're not wearing sweats at home, what are you wearing? I mean, that's yeah, pretty much be- become my... Indoor, outdoor, every everything. Um, she says she has her house clothes, which okay, then it would very much harken back to like that's what southern women say. I got my house clothes. She also calls them her baby clothes. Essentially, she says she wears like a like a long teddy that's very soft. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a little matching jacket and shirt to match, and I was like, "Okay, very regal, very Blanche Devereaux of mm-hmm. you." Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down. You Look, <laughs> some kitten heels. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them on. I love it. I love everything about that. Now, the makeup at night, you know, I remember when I was younger, of course, like thinking, like, yeah, like you want to wear makeup at night because you want to be beautiful, and then as you start to learn about skincare the idea of like keeping makeup on night is like horrifying, right? It's like when you like go out to the bar and pass out, you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have like, you know, styes in my eyes. I'm going to have like breakouts on my face. Um, But, you know, you know, again, Dolly is also very, you know, she has this self-deprecating, sarcastic humor. So I never mm-hmm. also know when she's being serious because she's like, you know, you never know when there's going to be an earthquake. I can't have my husband <laughs> looking at me all day like that, you know? So I never know how truthful she is, but, you know, she said she kept her makeup on at night and that, you know, sort of she wakes up in the, in the morning, you know, takes it off, does it all over again and then just sort of keeps up touch-ups throughout the day. Um, so I thought that was very interesting, super old school, but, At the same time, I sort of get it, right? Dolly has this persona of just being glamorous. And so I almost expect nothing less. Does that (laughs) make
0: sense? Yeah, but like, it's so weird to me. Like, when does she has to wash it off to start it back over again? Like, you can't just keep makeup on, like, all day. It doesn't make. And this reminds me. Well, of, she said in so the morning. Random. She
1: said in the mornings she washes
0: and then she starts over again. And you know, she's. I'm sure she sleeps yeah. on her back. Like, she's not like, she doesn't like sleep on the pillow, so it's not like pushing it into her pores. She probably lays like on her back because it's better for your skin because she still looks good.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and know. she has those big tatas. So, so I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. she does, she oh, sleeps yeah, she sleep,
0: on her stomach. Totally. She probably, well, she has, yeah, she's definitely not sleeping on her side with those boobs. It reminds me of when I was, um, when I was little, I don't even, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I had this giant poster in my, we're talking elementary school age. I had a giant poster in my room and the poster, and I don't know where I got it and I loved it and it stayed in my room forever and ever, but it was of Miss Piggy and it was Miss Piggy on a heart-shaped bed with silk sheets and she was dressed very much in this like, outfit that dolly has described with like a a, a house coat everything was satiny and silky and she's laying across the bed and on the nightstand is a picture of kermit the frog and i don't know why but that was in my room my entire childhood i don't know if maybe that's psychologically subconsciously somewhere but yeah this idea that that was kind of glamorous like that's Where was what we thought like the women of a certain age who were glamorous they did not wear sweats if they're chilling laying on their heart-shaped silk bed they are wearing like a negligee (laughs) you know and she had little kitten heels with a with a fur like puff thing at the front like that that's yeah so I get it and that's what I'm visualizing right now is Dolly laying on
1: like a satin bed with totally. Make-a-bon. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine her. I couldn't even imagine her in sweats. It would just be so weird. And so it was kind of interesting because then it was like the next day, or maybe it was the day before, but either way, same week, um, a video came out of Monique where she really just wanted to do a message. You know, she had she had to go through, I think, Atlanta Airport. She was flying to Mississippi for um, a show. And she just noticed that a a lot of young Uh, Black women in the airport had you know were wearing bonnets and slippers Uh, and pajamas mm. and they have their blankets wrapped around you know the look we've seen this look at airports Uh like you know for Uh a while now and she Mm -hmm. was essentially just like look like I'm not trying to put you down this isn't like a you know I'm trying to degrade you I really want you to just take pride in your Mm -hmm. presentation Mm -hmm. Um, and that's it you know like Mm -hmm. you know leave leave the bonnets at home, leave the slippers at home and, you know, just be presentable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sort of there was this backlash, right? Of course, you know, black Mm -hmm. Twitter, it's like, there's two (laughs) sides. There's people who are like, yes, like, I agree, leave the bonnet at home. But then there were people who were very much like, you know, no, like this isn't about um, being presentable. You know, this is about, maybe she has her hair done and she wants to wear a protective bonnet because those airline seats are not forgiving, you know, Mm -hmm. they're scratchy and gross and they just want to, you know, have their bonnet protected. Um, You know, my feelings are, look, I, you know how I feel about the bonnet in public. I do (laughs) not believe in the bonnet in public. Now, however, I have been known to wear a scarf in a very, you know, cute fashion. Mm -hmm. And so in that respect, like, I-, I can see myself going out with scarves. Now, slippers, now that's subjective. Now, a full-on, <laughs> like, I've seen full-on fluffy, like, animal slippers. And, like, no, I don't think that those belong at the Mm-mm. airport. But, Mm-mm. I mean, I definitely throw on just a flip-flop or a slide, which mm. could also be considered. So, you know, I know, I don't, you know, I think she's really, you know, talking about when it's, like, the whole, like, you look like you literally just got out of bed. Yeah, you just rolled out of bed.
0: Yeah. And you just, I mean, I remember a couple years ago they had, um, it was such an uproar because like there was a school district that sent the same memo home to the parents saying when you are bringing your kid for drop off, you cannot be dressed like that. Like basically in your pajamas and parents were just like people, some people were upset, like whatever, I'm getting my kid to school. What does it matter what I'm wearing? And they were just like, no, nah, you can't like, that's just, and, and I'm, I'm with the like, just pull it together slightly, just like slightly. You don't have to, again, you can still have your hair up. doesn't have to be in a bonnet. You can wrap your silk scarf in such a way that it's kind of cute. Um, I don't know what happened, you know, like what happened over the years. Like I look at like my kids' grandparents, when they're going to their doctor's appointments, they are dressed to the nine. And I'm always like, where are you guys going? And they're like, oh, we got a doctor's appointment. I'm like, all of that, like, literally his grandfather will put on, like, alligator boots to go to, which is a whole nother thing, but will to go to, like, you know, get an eye exam. Like, they, if they're walking out the door, if they're going anywhere, they get, like, full on dressed up. They They're from that old school where you don't leave your house looking like you look in your house. And even in the house, they still wear like house clothes you know they got how and they refer to it as they house clothes they house shoes they house like it's house clothes there's a whole look of it you know um so yeah i i don't I, i don't subscribe to to kind of looking like you rolled out of bed in in public and at the airport it's it's weird to me
1: it reminded me of, um, you know, Black AF, Kenya Barris' show on Netflix, which mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about today because I was like, where is season two? And it was actually supposed to come out in April, but I don't see it on there. So maybe it got delayed. But mm. there was the episode of Black AF where they talked about basically peacocking, which was, and he sort of ex- explains in this episode how, you know, peacocking was really instilled into, black people's DNA, because it goes back to when, you know, they had to get dressed up for church specifically for their owners to kind of show them off. But Mm -hmm. really it was like this whole idea of Sunday best. And that was like the only way that they were accepted into society was Mm -hmm. when they were dressed. And so I do think that that whole sort of like peacocking is very much instilled in like our parents and Mm -hmm. you know our grandparents Mm -hmm. and now that we've gotten to this place of like you know I don't have to appease you I can wear what I want to wear now it's taken a slippery slope though right (laughs) (laughs) while I don't need to appease you um and like go all above and beyond everybody we don't nobody needs to be wearing their slippers (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because to me, it always looks like when people are dressed like that, I'm like, like, what happened that you had to like, like, you had to leave in a hurry, like, you didn't even have a chance. Like, was the house on fire was like, what happened that you had to get out so fast that you are wearing your, your slippers and your bonnet, you know, but no, they'll just be casually walking through, you know, through the, through the airport or just like wherever. You know, I mean, and then there's levels, you know, there's the bonnet with the with the pajamas with sometimes an Uggs, you know, that sometimes people do the Uggs instead Mm -hmm. of like a full on house. shoe. There's levels to it, but um, it, it just seems kind of unnecessary because athleisure is such a big like thing now that there's just so many comfortable clothes you can wear that you don't have to legit wear like pajamas and slippers anymore. They they've created an entire line of clothes where you can be comfortable and be outside <laughs> in those clothes. So, why? Just why?
1: Uh, I remember yeah. I remember seeing this episode of Real Housewives and I cannot remember which housewife it was. I want to say it was Orange County and it was Heather DeBro, but I don't know for sure, but I remember she, one of the housewives with their daughter, she was packing for a trip and her daughter, she had to tell her daughter, she was like only two pairs of leggings. And her daughter was like, <laughs> just one pair of leggings. And I thought it was really interesting because I was like, huh, like her mom was like, no, you get to wear leggings mm-hmm. twice. And then you have to like, you know, wear mm-hmm. other clothes the rest of the time. Because I think, you know, in her mind, she's like, leggings are... Basically, mm-hmm. like wearing sweats in public, like you get that, mm-hmm. and because I, I was thinking, like, Damn, I, I mean, I wear leggings seven days a week <laughs> unless it gets switched out for like maybe a sweat.
0: <laughs> but don't you feel like we can almost trace back to the like, like when it started happening? Like, if we go all the way back, like to when, like guys were wearing like. FUBU and that NYC brand, or however you pronounced it, E-N-Y-C. Um, and it was like the the kind of sweatsuits. And then girls were wearing like juicy couture, velour, sweat. Like, I feel like I remember the progression of when we started dressing very comfortably, but it was still supposed to be like in like fashion. Like those clothes were not cheap. Like you were like wearing like a juicy couture, like velvet like you know matching coordinating top and bottom but it wasn't like it was it was a cheap thing and I think leggings it was still kind of like people weren't always wearing leggings and then people would wear them under a dress maybe but somehow we've just we've gone all the way with it now and and COVID didn't help because we were just like super comfortable, super cozy. And now we're stepping out of our house, but I don't know that we're willing to let go of the amount of comfort that we've had for the last year and a half.
1: Yeah, I feel like when it comes to streetwear, immediately my mind immediately just goes to juicy. And the thing Mm -hmm. was, I wasn't even a juicy girl. Like that wasn't even like, cause who Mm -mm. knows, I don't even know if like that was like in my size, who knows? Like it just, I never really did juicy, but I still very much associate it with like, yeah, you... You know, I felt like it went from there and progressed to like just a tighter because at the end of the day, they just wanted to showcase your juicy booty. Right. And so it's like, let's just get a little tighter, a little tighter, a little tighter. Now we just have leggings that straight up have a crack up the bottom right up so that your whole booty is just cinched like a like a corset.
0: I have I do own a pair of those. I was curious. Um, And do you like them? They're incredible. Like you're like your booty cheeks are really accentuated. Like each individual cheek is getting its own, like shine on, it's it's insane. And then sometimes, I don't wear them all the time, but um, sometimes I, when I wear them, I like forget that I'm wearing them. And yeah, they, they you know, you get more attention when you're wearing them. You forget that your your booty cheeks are back there, you know, showing off, so. Yeah, and and they kind of make everybody's booty look really good. So that's why Amazon is selling out of them all the time in all the different (laughs) colors. And people are making TikTok videos about them. And guys are like completely like know what's going on with those now. And and girls are wearing them just like pants. (laughs) They're just pants. They come in shorts. They come in the long version. They're, yeah. It has to do with the way the fabric is that just, I don't know. And yes, the seam, the seam down the crack, but um, yeah, we've gone all the way with it. Also, it's just really weird that like everything is about the booty now. I was looking at my friend's um, social page yesterday and all of her pictures, she's, her back is, Facing the camera, and her head is like looking at the camera from over her shoulder. And I was like, "When did that happen, too? That like we can't take pictures facing forward. Like it's just so it's so bizarre. And then sometimes that makes me feel old. Like I just take my pictures straight on. Like I'm too, old. <laughs> I'm, I'm old. That's how you know I'm old because my pictures are just from the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, old. like everybody over." 35 is taking their pictures straight on. Everybody under 35 is doing the the, the look back at you, you know? I don't totally. Know.
1: But the fun... So this, you know, I love when Twitter comes for celebrities too, because like the, the whole meme game and just like people are so brilliant on the internet. Like I'm like, I wish I could have thought of that. And my favorite comment to just like the Monique thing was, you know, I don't wear a bonnet to the airport or the grocery store, but I wish someone would tell me what to wear when they don't pay my bills. But on the flip side, Monique did what an auntie would do, which is give you advice you didn't ask for. <laughs> so, like, Because it really made me think like, at the end of the day, yeah, like really it's just about like your auntie really telling you those things. And I, mm-hmm. you know, right now, I mean, I don't think my, my mom or my auntie would tell me that I was probably being a slob, you know, even if I was. <laughs> As much as they did when I was a kid. Like I remember, so I had this uh, teacher in fourth grade and she was, you know, my favorite teacher. And she would see me walking down the halls. And one day she just grabbed me and she was like, come in here. She was like, you walk like a boy. She was like, you need to walk like a lady. And I was like, okay. And so she literally like gave me walking lessons. And she was like, you know, You know, walk like this, walk like this. It didn't really like it was like funny because like years later, people would always say like, oh, my gosh, you got so much switch in your walk. Yes, you totally do. So much switch. (laughs) And it was so funny because I realized that as like an eight year old, I had been taught how to walk by a four year old (laughs) black woman, which is why to this day, I think I have so much switch in my walk. So anyways, that's why I like, I always appreciated auntie because you know what? I walk this way now because of, (laughs) you know, this amazing teacher auntie.
0: That is so funny. I didn't ever know that story. Oh, my God. Because you do have all. That's the first thing I noticed about you on campus was who is that? Why she? She's got lots of attitude in her walk. You were you were dressed in all black. I'll never forget. You always wore all black on campus. And you had that switch when you walk. Oh, man. Do you remember that teacher's name?
1: Mrs. Halestock. Wow. Thanks, Mrs.
0: Hillstock, because you got a mean, a mean walk. Um, The things that my mom, my mom didn't teach me how to walk. I remember aunties and moms, like the the things I remember, they weren't like today, though. No one had to tell you about bonnets and stuff. My mom was always on me about wearing earrings. I don't know why. I have no idea why. She always wanted me to, you don't have any earrings on. Like in her mind, I needed to like, first of all, I got my, Haitians get their, their baby's ears pierced right away. In Haiti, you actually... A lot of times get them pierced at the hospital like like when the baby's born but I got mine like you know very soon after I was born you you wear earrings like you always have to have on earrings and I hated wearing earrings so she was always yelling at me like to put on some earrings which I thought was weird Um, my brother would get in trouble for like not having his pants like you know like if they were falling down because that was when it was starting to be the style of like your pants kind of sagging um, I definitely feel like, yeah, they wanted you to be as like girly and ladylike as you could, you know, my grandmother was constantly on me to like, if I looked like, sometimes I would sit there with that dumb look on your face where your mouth is kind of open and she would just come over and just like tap my chin up and close my mouth. And she was like, mm-mm. she would fix my posture. My shoulders had to be back. She would like physically fix me though. Like. My grandmother would like put her arms around to fix my back, sit up straight, shoulders back, close your mouth because flies are going to fly in there. And I really believed that. Like as a, when has a fly ever flown into anybody's mouth? Never. But I believed that. (laughs) Um, Never. They, um, they didn't like me to chew gum. Uh, One of our best friends too, she never chews gum. Never, her mother taught her never to chew gum. Um, only, you know, like a small, my grandmother had tiny little white Tic Tacs. That's all she ever had. And she would give me a Tic Tac one. That was what I needed. If, <laughs> I, if I wanted gum, I got a Tic Tac. Um, Cause chewing gum is just, you just look like a cow. Like all of those were the, like, those were, those were the things that they taught me. They, they would have been mortified. If it was, we're talking about don't chew gum. If I showed up with pajamas and a hair bonnet they would have just fell out. <laughs> like. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> I definitely, mean. my hair always had to be done. Uh, but I, I, like, I was a, I was such a girly girl. Anyways, I was already interested in that stuff, so I don't. I also think I didn't have to be told because I already wanted to do it. I think the most <laughs> was just like the yeah the posture like. Crossing my legs or how Mm -hmm. to cross my legs or how to keep my legs crossed at the ankle when I sat in a dress Mm -hmm. like because I definitely think that like sitting in a dress like I look to this day I I now have the worst dress sitting posture (laughs) it's back to old school (laughs) but I know what to do when I'm in like if I have Mm -hmm. to like cross my legs I'll do I'll do the the girl the thing but for the most part um, you know. I spread out, you know, mm-hmm. I think I learned that from being in New York on the subway, you know, mm-hmm. guys taking up all the space. So I wanted to take up all the space. Yeah. So I was like,
0: I'm Again, taking up space. Back up,
1: back up. Yeah, <laughs> back up. <laughs> up. Uh, but yeah, I think like, yeah, I think that was like the the most, you know, that um, my mom taught me. I mean, I learned a lot from, you know, I did a lot of sleepovers. I love sleepovers. Mm-hmm. And my friends always had like, you know, most of them had pretty cool moms, um, and I remember this one mom in particular, she was definitely like, if you were thinking of and girls, like the cool mom, like she definitely let us like, <laughs> I definitely wanted to spend the night at her house the most because we got away with like, you know, inviting boys over and like, you know, all that stuff. And she, uh, she looked so young. Like, I just remember even as a kid thinking that she was just like so young looking. And I would be like, well, you know, like, what, what do you do to like look this young? And she was like, all I do every night is I put cocoa butter on my face, mm. and this is a white mm. woman, right? I didn't even know she knew about cocoa butter. Like I thought that was something <laughs> that only like me and my family knew. And I was like, "Really?" She's like, "That's all I do." So I literally would every night was like putting cocoa butter all over my face. Did that for years and years. Who knows? Wait, Maybe really? it's still why I look the way I do. You really did cocoa butter I on did your it face it forever. Oh, that feels very. Uh-huh. Um clogging ish no huh you you know i you know well now that i'm learning more about skincare and you know our friend charlotte um you know she does the um the vaseline Mm -hmm. the slugging and uh, i think it's sort of of the same i think it's really the same thing like as long as i was keeping the moisture in and then putting the coat you know i think it's probably in the same I, i i think a lot of old school remedies are just like now bottled up in $90 bottles.
0: Yeah, like facts. Because I know my grandmother literally only ever used like um, oil of Olay every single Mm day. I mean, you talk about sticking with a regimen back then. Whatever your jam was, you just did that for 50 years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of it is genetics and, you know, black don't crack or whatever, but I don't know. I mean, wow. And remind me again, slugging. Slugging is the, is where you use like, like vast, like actual Vaseline, a thin layer of it. You put it on after you moisturize your face.
1: Yeah. You do your night routine. You put your moisture in and then, you know, you make sure that, um, you know, there's moisture and then you put the Vaseline on and it's just called after you moisturize, after you moisturize. It's, you know, you got to make sure your skin is has the moisture in it, in it, and then you seal it in with the Vaseline, essentially.
0: Oh my God, I'm so fascinated. I'm scared to try stuff like that, um, but you know, whatever. Oh, I've um, been doing
1: it, and it's it's amazing.
0: So, did you? Who taught you how to apply makeup? Because your makeup always looks really good. Like, did did your mom teach you about makeup stuff? Because my mom doesn't really wear makeup, so I never really learned from her
1: my mom loves makeup. She has one of those like, you know, cabinets that's just like full of makeup. And so we were always playing on makeup. And I don't know if she specifically taught me, but she always like got me all the things like she would. First of all, I had all the magazines. So I was learning from all the YM, <laughs> all, all of every magazine I had. And she had every magazine that was more adult, like, you know, maybe the Cosmo or the whatever Vogue or whatever. Um she also would buy me, like, back then in the 90s, like, there would be these, like, uh, it was, like, I still have it. It's, like, a it's a binder. Um And it would teach you. Remember when they had cool, like, are you a winter? Are you a summer? Are you oh, spring? yes. And it, it was a whole binder of, like, if you're this, and it would teach you the different colors you wear. And, like, uh-huh. and so she would buy me all of those things. And so I would just play with makeup all day. Uh-huh. I mean, I had, bar- I had the Barbie head that you uh-huh. pl- applied makeup on. It was, like, you know. <laughs> like a hairdresser size head. I had all the things. So I was teaching myself all When did you wear
0: makeup like
1: outside, like outside of your house? I don't remember the exact age, but I mean, all of the like baby bell, glossy pinky stuff I was Mm -hmm. doing super young because it wasn't like, you know, real makeup. But I mean, I definitely feel like by like seventh grade, I was like doing (laughs) stuff.
0: Did your mom let you or did you have to sneak and like be one of the kids like me who was putting it on, like either on the bus or in the bathroom right when you got to school because you didn't want your parents to know that you were wearing makeup? Did your mom actually let you wear makeup in seventh
1: grade? I had a, yeah. (laughs) She's like, I had had a vanity. I had the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Studio lights, those little bulb things. (laughs) Oh, no, I was still seeking. I wasn't allowed to wear anything beyond, like, lip gloss until probably, like, high school. So if I was putting it on, it was, like, in the bathroom with one of my friends. Like, in in middle school, I was not allowed to wear makeup. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? How young is... Well, who knows? Nowadays, they come out the womb and they're wearing makeup. So I don't know. I guess that's a silly, antiquated question. But I just feel like what age can can kids start wearing it? Plus they also wear makeup in such a different way. Like we were trying to put on a little shadow, a little, I mean, these girls are full on contouring
1: their 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 faces. But it's like, but is this, these restrictions, like we, pl- we place them on girls, but do boys have like these sorts of restrictions? Like are there things no. that like they're not allowed to do when they're no. in seventh grade? I mean, no. so it seems, You know, I think that's why it's antiquated because it's like, well, why can I not do this? Like when they're just over there doing whatever they want to do facts
0: yeah they just get <laughs> haircuts and that's about it that's about it my stepson um begged and begged and begged for an earring which um he was allowed to get when he turned 13 so he did get okay. he has an earring because um, he's 13 now he'll be 14 soon nice. um and I think that was it I mean as far as like they let him have whatever freedom he wants with his hair like he can have a a a faux hawk one day he can have like lines in his hair they let him do whatever he wants creatively with his haircuts the earring was the only like thing that he wanted he keeps talking about a tattoo and nobody's listening to him but i feel like those are the only two things that he's tried to um like push the boundaries on was getting the earring and getting like a tattoo
1: um I would try to push the boundaries now that you say that. I would try to push the boundaries sometimes on hairstyles. And I wasn't, I definitely wouldn't get my way on like a lot of the hairstyles. But, you know, I did, you know, I did have an asymmetrical at one point. So. <laughs> hey, very salt and pepper of you.
0: Oh, very, very. <laughs> oh, man, trying to do your hair by yourself when you're a kid and you're a black girl and you just... You're doing way too much and putting all that heat on it. Ugh! I used to try to do the thing where you curled your, your bangs kind of backwards and forwards and make it like fluffy. And it was just bad. It was so bad. I might have to post some pictures of my middle school hairstyles. Um, yeah, it was bad. I mean, you get French braid was always the best.
1: So we asked some of you what your moms, aunties, whomever... What they were trying to tell you what to do when you were a kid for beauty, and here's what you had to say.
0: Hey Vanessa and Kiki, this is Jean calling from Bed Side. And one thing that my grandmother used to make my sister and I do is walk around the house with a big giant Webster's dictionary on our head
1: to improve our posture. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Hey, moms and aunties. I got a story about my grandma. So my grandma's kind of like an auntie in that she's free-spirited and a little bit crazy. Um, When I was younger, I had rosacea, and I remember my grandma used to bring me outside in the morning when there was still dew out on all the leaves and grass. She would take a Q-tip, she would get spider webs, and she would put them on my cheeks because she said this would cure Rosacea. That is some pure grandma shit that my mom would probably not allowed.) <phone rings> Vanessa, it's time to make some money. What is our hustle of the week? (laughs) All right, guys. So this
0: is my weekly installment of how you can make a little extra money. We call it the hustle of the week. And this week um, I decided to kind of tell you guys all about how you can level up and make some money by learning a new skill. So this is all about online certifications that you can take and you can make a little bit of extra money. So I started looking around and noticing that there were all of these things that were talking about how you could make side hustles, helping small businesses, um, like with their online presence. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Fine, fine, fine. But like, as I was like digging deeper, I realized that like what they really need is help in getting visibility online, help in like differentiating their business from other businesses online. And as you really start to peel back the layers, what you really need is someone who understands like AdWords and how Google works and how Facebook works. So If you go on to skillshop.withgoogle.com, you can become certified in Google Ads. And it's free, which is like incredible. I didn't realize this. It is free. It is ranked. They have their certifications are ranked beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And all of the six certifications that fall under um, Google Ads certified are all beginner. And they're only about three to four hours each. They're all free. And they break them out in terms of shopping, video, apps, search, and display. So all of the different ways that you would you know, use Google Ads to market your business. Um, after you get certified, uh, you can go online and post yourself on Upwork, um, which is really popular. Also Fiverr, which by the way is spelled... F-I- VVER. There's also flex jobs. These are just like the three probably biggest ones that people go on and you know there's people making a range of money but I would say like right in the middle like literally around like $50 an hour. You can make some really good money. Um, Just list yourself as either like a virtual assistant. If you use this certification and bundle it with some other skills that you might have. Let's say you're really good at you know, just creating a social media page, you know, like I am not, I have like one follower, please follow me. <laughs> but there are people out there who just really understand how social channels work. Um, so you can help small businesses with that. Um, and this is just another way that you can add value to, um, to that skill and you can help small businesses and they'll pay you. Um, it's a good side hustle. So that's the first one. I, uh, I don't think I ever told
1: you this, because mm. clearly I hadn't, but I did that. <laughs> you
0: did!
1: I Get did. Out. I became Google Ad certified. No because way. there was a time when, you know, we had a lot of time on our hands.
0: Get and
1: out. I did that. I never then went any further with it, but I am Google Ad certified, just... Somehow. Wait, wait, wait. This is amazing. This is so
0: funny because I don't <laughs> think people know that like I don't necessarily share with you what the hustle of the week is. You learn it as we're talking on the podcast and you don't really share with me the cool down and we do that so we can l- be surprised, which I am right now. Um, so wait, wait, wait. Now I want to talk more about this one. I was going to go to the next one, but since you took it and you have experience, was were the classes really three to four hours each? Did you
1: feel like you learned a lot? Like... I mean, I felt like I did it, I did learn a lot. And if I had then gotten jobs through it, like if I take it to the next step and like put myself out there, I would have like learned a lot more. I really felt like I was using it. I wanted to use it, like you said, in a bundle. Like I am good on social. I am good at branding. And so Mm -hmm. I just wanted to have this extra skill set. And like, not only can I help you build it, I can also help you push it out. And it was also, for me, it was just way more education and learning, like, how Google, like, works Mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. Like, and, Mm -hmm. like, I didn't realize a lot of the the behind-the-scenes stuff that was happening and how it was working. And that was way more intriguing to me. So it was, like, the even if I'm not using it as a skill set, just having the knowledge of how it works makes me think about, the things differently which is cool Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. yeah my understanding is like if you want to market yourself as a virtual assistant or you want to market yourself to help small businesses like having this certification definitely helps like move you to the top of the list and also this uh, helps inform people who are trying to do like YouTube pages and things like that because YouTube and Google, you know, they, they go together. Yeah. So, um, this also helps you if you're trying to monetize a YouTube channel. So it seems like, I kind of feel like I'm just going to do it because now you've really made me want to do it. Yeah, just to kind of but- know how it all really works is, um, and it's free. It's free. Yeah. Um, Oh my god, that's so funny! All right, we'll talk more offline about that one. Um, okay, so the next one is becoming a nutrition coach or a lifestyle coach. So this is different than like a dietitian or an actual nutritionist who goes to school. This is a uh, a certification that you can get through um, Coursera. So Coursera is like an online platform with tons of different online classes, like literally like thousands and thousands. And um, it's a platform used by different universities. So Stanford offers this intro to food and health. They also offer one that's cooking for children and nutrition for children. And so as a nutrition coach, not a nutritionist, you can make um, starting 50 to $75 per session, more experienced nutrition coaches make like 100 to $200 per session, and you can also sell like packages. And so what your role really is like, just to kind of like be someone's like, kind of like their, their friend, you know, but also help them with meal planning and like you, you real, like having a trainer and having a nutritionist that costs a lot of money. A lot of people can't afford that, but maybe you're just, you know, they just want a little guidance. They want someone that they can check in with. They want someone who's holding them accountable. I mean, this would have been a job that was really great. That's what I was going to say.
1: Is this rebranded as the accountability coach?
0: Right. So it's like a it's like another skill set that you can have in terms of being like a lifestyle coach, an accountability coach. You can take these nutrition classes because a lot of times what people are looking for isn't just all of the other stuff. They They need help with like their food choices and they just want someone to be like, look, what's my meal plan for this week? These are the goals that I have. And, you know, it doesn't cost them as much to have like a licensed dietitian, but also it's good extra money for you so they offer this class it's online um i believe it's like a four-week class again totally free and you can go on coursera.org a course like c-o-u-r-s-e-r-a.org um there's tons of classes on there but i think that would be cool if, you, if you're that kind of if you have that personality you're almost just being like someone's like homegirl but you're getting paid
1: <laughs> well it sounds like yeah i know you don't watch uh, real housewives but on real housewives of beverly hills uh, teddy mellencamp who's john cougar mellencamp's daughter uh she is an accountability coach <laughs> and uh it sounds a lot like what she does
0: um, and she, pro- she probably took this class that's what i was thinking i'm wondering
1: if she took this class that's how she got certified <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Um all right, the other one that this was so funny. Um a good friend of ours was telling me a story about how she um she met this guy and um and they spent the night together and the next morning he was up early and she was like, "Why are you, why is he up so early?" And she could overhear him and he was teaching English. To like a child uh, abroad. And I was like, oh, you know, of course, I was like, oh my God, that's so sweet. He teaches English, whatever. But it's also a good, like, side hustle. And I also realized why he was up so early. (laughs) So you can, of course, you can get money by teaching English online. Um, Again, Coursera offers a course, Future Learn offers a course. Um, These are free classes. Um, I think the most popular service that provides um, uh, English teaching is a company called VIP Kid, I believe. And um, I saw a lot with them. So these people make, you know, average about $20 an hour. You can make up to like $23 an hour. If you do, let's say $20 an hour, two hours a day, four days a week, that's an extra $640 a month. Um, and we're just talking about a couple hours a day now, how you make more money is, um, a huge percentage. They said like 70 to 80% of the students in this particular platform, uh, VIP kid are children in China. And so because of the time zone difference, if you can wake up early To be able to teach um, these children, like, when they're not up super early, um, you can make more money. So you have to kind of be on their time, which is probably why he was up Mm. so
1: early, like, teaching English over the phone with his student. Um, But there are people... But that will make you fall in love with a guy. I mean, come on, he wakes up and he's teaching kids English? I mean... mean,
0: it sounded it sounded so I was like oh this is the first thing out of my oh like as if he was doing it like just out of the goodness of his heart I'm sure it was like a side hustle
1: but whatever it also also feels very there's something about Mary where it's like you 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 hear him through the door and you think that's what he's doing but he's really just over there like (laughs) pretending just to like make you fall in love with him either way it works
0: (laughs) i mean you get yeah you get there's there's different ways that you can get paid more and more and then there's obviously people online who are talking about how they make like four thousand dollars a month doing it and i'm like you know with any of these side hustles you can make them more more i guess prominent less side but i'm just using the equation of if you did it for two hours a day four days a week if you want to do it more, obviously you can make more. Um, but yeah, teaching English and it's an easy certification. The future for learn, uh, course is four weeks, but it's only five hours per week of work. Okay so i'm sure there's other ones that truncate it so you can get certified much more quickly um again there's tons of certifications online and then the last one i have is like an oldie but goodie that i realized that there was some actual money in it so um i met this woman (laughs) over the weekend and she was like working on her bio and she needed it to be like 50 words and she was including like Like, to me, it was way too much information. And so I said to her, I was like, do you really need to include, like, that you're a notary? And she was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, okay, all right. She was asking me to look at it, but I was just kind of like a notary, like, who cares? And, like, every time I have to get something notarized, like, they charge me, I want to say, anywhere from $2 to $5. So I've always wondered, like, why are people doing this? It's just $2. (laughs) Like, why? But it's not just $2. So apparently... And you can go in like in your state, like every state has like there's like a notary um, uh, information site for every state is kind of different. But generally speaking, it's about one hundred dollars. The course is anywhere from three to six hours, and notaries actually they make more than two, two or five dollars. If you are doing loan signings, particular like uh, particularly for like real estate transactions, you can make seventy five to two hundred dollars per signing, which is like you just showing up and making sure like you know these folks have their ID. I mean, you know what a notary is. I don't have to tell you.
1: That. I was a no- I was a notary. Girl, you were all of these side <laughs> hustles. Let me find out. <laughs> okay, I have a lot of jobs. And that's the thing. Like, I know, you know, I know that they offer these courses, but I will say I got my notary. I did it all. I I did it all myself. Like I, I, when I did it, I did it in Virginia and I did it in New York. You just it's you, you just take a quick little test. It's, it's not that hard. They have the courses. They have the books you could buy I don't think you need it. Maybe some states are harder than others, but you don't always need it. As long as you're smart and you can just like read stuff online, you you, you, can you probably it don't else. even need. So so the three to six hour course is like you might not even need to take. it. I, I don't it. think you need the course. I think you can look it up online and say, like, here it is. You can find what you need to study. And I found everything I needed to study online and, and it was fine.
0: Oh my God, I love this. I love that you've done all of these jobs. Well, (laughs) um, and then there's like a little niche kind of, uh, well, you're going to know this, but... Also, you can turn those 2 and $5 notary signings into like real money if you advertise yourself as a mobile notary. Oh, yeah. So if you're willing those to go, like, to go to someone's house or go to their office or go wherever, because that's the annoying part. Sometimes you have to have something, some stupid document that you need to have notarized and you're just so annoyed and you're trying to find one in your area, whatever, whatever. If you are a mobile notary, You can charge an extra fifty to a hundred dollars because you're going to wherever these people are and so that's how you turn a you know five dollar project into a hundred dollars just like that um it's convenient for the person and i'll tell you i had to get some documents notarized um a couple of years ago and um and they were for a relative who had had a stroke and so he wasn't mobile and i was like well but he's gotta sign these but i don't need him trying to you know like like have to get up and down the stairs and go like literally around the corner. It felt like it was close, but it's not close. If you are a in quarantine or if you are you know not feeling well or you just can't move, so a mobile notary is um, is a great way for you to advertise yourself again. You rank higher up on the uh, algorithm because you're willing to go to people and you can make extra money. But I'm not telling you anything you don't know. No,
1: I had to use a mobile notary for my bosses because, you know, trying to get like, you know, I had four bosses, trying to get four bosses to notarize something for the bank. That was never going to happen. I just had the person come, you know, yep. to the office and do it for them. But also during uh, lockdown, I discovered, you know, uh, the online notary. Mm-hmm. Now it's like so super easy. There's like a whole service where it's like you just like you know literally put your you know license. Mm-hmm. You have your face. You have a video conference with a person, and you know I think one I had a guy in Florida. It just depends mm-hmm. on who picks up. So mm-hmm. um, I
0: did see that they had um online notary. It's not available in every single state, but okay. check your state um if you if your state allows it. That is like an e- if you look, you could do mobile, you could do online, and those are ways that you can. 100 percent, make a little bit of extra money doing it but anyways that wraps up today's uh hustle of the week these are some easy free online certifications that you can get and make a little bit of extra money on the side uh we will be right back with kiki's cool down
1: Oh, my God. I think you're going to love this story, Vanessa. It's kind of crazy. So this woman in Michigan was walking. She was in her neighborhood. She thinks she was right in front of her house, but she was on the sidewalk. She was just like walking up and down the street on the phone. A woman approaches her and says, you know, do you think you can get off your phone or you could talk lower? And the woman just basically said, get out of my face and then all of a sudden 3 minutes later police show up <laughs> and they're just like you know you're talking too loud on your phone and basically she gets fined with a $385 ticket for talking too loud on the sidewalk they considered wait it a a Wait a minute, wait a minute. She was outside. $385. But she was outside in the world like she was outside She was outside. outside on her phone.
0: But I don't understand how you can get fined if you're out She outside. was on the sidewalk
1: in front of her house.
0: That doesn't make any sense to me. That can't it was a be legal. news nu- I think
1: Oh, they said nuisance she was causing is causing a What they the charge.
0: Oh my god. Yes. Um can I and ask
1: so...
0: Oh, I really have I don't know if I can ask these questions. Where um, where did these people where
1: did these people live? Well, so that's okay. So that's the second part of the story. <laughs> so the reason it made the news is because the woman on the phone was a black woman and the woman who approached her was a white woman. And mm. so she is saying mm. that the reason she was approached was because mm. she was a black woman. Mm-hmm. So I looked, I, you know, I looked at the video, you know, you know how news stories do. They do they do the B-roll and all that stuff. <laughs> now, I was absolutely like, this is crazy. You're on your phone like why is that a nuisance. As they're doing the B-roll though, I will say this. She's walking down the sidewalk and she has her phone like this, like held out her like she's on a speaker phone. So in that <laughs> instance, I was like this is probably how she always talks on the phone because I know that's how I I don't talk on the phone like hold it to my ear anymore. That that those days are long gone. I have I have AirPods in, earphones in or I'm speaker in my house because I don't want anything on my face. I think <laughs> If she was on her speakerphone, though, walking down the street, because look, we've all been there. We've all been there where that person is like next to us and they're just screaming into a phone and you're just like, shut up. Now, does that warrant a call to the police? Absolutely not. But we have all wanted to like touch that person, (laughs) tell them to shut up because it's really obnoxious, right? I mean- I I yeah, don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know how case. to
0: feel about this. It could go like either way, right? Because, um, I mean, uh, okay, Karen obviously took it too far, by because she called the police, right? Like yeah. al- always. Why are you always? It's like nine one one is not necessary. But I will say that, like, I know a friend of ours um, made me laugh because she had a neighbor who would get up really early and do like. Um, Like workouts, like with like video workouts with her clients outside, and you know, and would be like loud. Like again, it's on a speakerphone video situation. So she's outside, she's doing like planks or whatever, and she's she's speaking in a voice to help motivate the people who are taking her class or whatever. But they're early morning classes, so you're kind of like you know everybody's not awake and everybody doesn't want to hear your class. And so again, not a nine one one situation. I have a guy that lives in my building and he is a former NYPD detective and I don't know what it is about him he just he gets up every day at 4 30 he goes and sits in his car which my apartment faces the street so he sits in his car right in front of the building and he blasts music all morning until about 8 30 so between 4 30 and 8 30 I'm lit and it's not like soft music it is like 80s disco it's like (laughs) yeah it's like it's so for real it's so loud it's it's jay-z and then it's michael jackson and the thing is is i kind of like the playlist it's like it's like shit i would listen to but just not at 4 30 in the morning and there's nothing i can do about it like i'm not calling the police on him but he does this every single day so uh I get it. Sometimes people are causing a nuisance, but unless you live in a private gated community that has like agreed upon rules about stuff, I, I'm i also, yes, she might've been annoying. No,
1: don't call the police.
0: Those are kind of, I'm, well, I'm on both sides of it.
1: At least in New York, you have 311. Now 311, I say in my instances where I've had to use it was completely useless. So I won't say <laughs> that it was helpful. I will say at least it was an option. Cause yeah, like- Calling the police is, is never, ever the answer when it's something that's just annoying. Like, let's just make that very clear. But let, let's also make it clear that, like, if you are an annoying person, maybe be more respectful of your surroundings. Like, again, I don't know if this woman was on her speakerphone. I can only go from the B-roll footage and how they were videotaping her walking down the sidewalk and she was holding it out to here. And... You know who knows? Maybe she had her earpods in. I don't know. But But
0: sadly, she doesn't. She's never gonna get the memo that she's annoying because Karen called the police on her. Now she's just like telling like now this the narrative is that like this woman called the police on her and how she she called the police on and she's she's all pissed off about it and did it and I was just trying to and did it so she's never gonna actually get that there there should have been a better way but. You know, maybe the messenger. I don't know. They're, well, so she's scary. never going to know. She's never she's going
1: gonna to know. Gonna know. And like, and that's the thing. Like she, she fully admits that when the, when she said like, you know, she said, would you mind, you know, talking quieter or, you know, getting off your phone? She did say like, why don't you get out of my face? So like, also <laughs> she could have approached her response. Like if somebody comes up to you and you were like, and, and they said to me, like, I'm sorry you're being a little loud. Like I'm probably going to have an attitude, right? Because it's like, get out of my face. But I might at least take stock and like, okay, am I in public? Am I being annoying? You know, like, um, you know, there's always three, like Judge Judy said, there's always three sides to a story. Her side, his side, and the truth, right? It's, like, it's so true. And I don't really
0: know, like, I'm I'm wrapping my I'm super diplomatic with uncomfortable situations, but I actually don't know what the... Uh, like, what, like, what's the best way to approach a, a a person who's being really loud and obnoxious? Like, to me, I just, I don't know that there is, like, what could you say to someone that wouldn't trigger them being like, you need to just shut, the, like, I, mind your
1: business. Look, I've seen it happen. <laughs> and when, you know, you know, we have a common friend and we, would and, uh, this friend, we, we were at a place, um, we were at Soho House, you, you know, Soho House is a membership club. You know, you aren't really supposed it, you're not even supposed to be on your phone. So it's already like a quieter area. Right. But mm-hmm. this person was having a meeting there and they had like five people there. And she was talking to the five people at the table oh. just very loudly when it was just felt oh, like, no aggressively yeah. loud for no reason mm-hmm. because it was like you mm-hmm. you're, we're all five here there's no extra external noise like and <laughs> we were we were just trying to like work and it just was like you know and so our friend went you know went up and just I don't know exactly what she said but she just told her to like pipe down oh my um, god um and so you know she did pipe down, but you know was she happy about it? I don't no. know. Like she couldn't she make wasn't. a scene because again, this is like a private membership club, so she probably wasn't. And then did make she tell scene. her to pipe down in front of the other five people that she was having? Yeah, meeting I mean she her. had to. She oh, had to walk up to the god. table and just be like, you know, your your voice is carrying <laughs> <Or> something <laughs> something of those <laughs> along those lines. I don't know. <laughs> oh,
0: I love us. Oh, oh.
1: god that's
0: a good one I like that one um, yeah I still don't know the best way to, to handle that but I know ex- I, I don't know what like literally I know what friend you're talking about without even knowing what friend you're talking about because she's so good at that sort of stuff and I can totally see her doing that um, I would be too nervous to I still listen I get woken up at 430 in the morning every day I'm literally the property manager for the building I could tell this man to stop doing this but I'm still I'm so nervous to like like be like turn your shit down people are
1: sleeping (laughs) this is why when i'm in public for the most part if i'm by myself i have i have headphones in at the end of the day like if i'm in my own world minding my own business then most people can't bother me and so that's been the solution is just Mm -hmm. keep Mm -hmm. your headphones in and and keep your looking Mm -hmm. forward and mind your business
0: (laughs) and it's only gonna get worse like literally we want everybody to just I want you to stay six feet away from me, back the F up. I really don't want to experience people unless I have to, because I've gotten so used to not for the last year that like <laughs> it's gonna get worse, or we're just gonna be like, uh, like I can't imagine going to it. I love I mean, I went to Coachella when Beyoncé performed, and I was right up next to people singing the black national anthem, like hugging strangers and having such a good time, and now I just can't imagine being tightly packed at a concert ever again. Like, oh, no, don't touch me. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's
1: going to get worse. The arc of the lockdown is funny to me because it was like, it got to a point, like, you know, a quarter of the way in where we were so starved for social interaction, right? And we were reaching out and we were doing things. More people were going on IG Lives than ever before. Any sort of human connection. (laughs) And now we've reached the other side of this arc. We were like, stay. (laughs) away from me I don't want you near me do not touch me so yeah we've just completed the full the full arc so here we are but I'm "I'm good we'll see what happens we'll see what happens um so much fun today and Mm, can't wait to do it again next week and also can't wait to do it again on Wednesday and if you know what Wednesday is it's our clubhouse day if you aren't following us on clubhouse go do that At the Talk of Shame for me, Kika Monique, and at Vanessa Kanta for Vanessa. And we just like to do like a little like midweek happy hour to kind of keep the conversation going. So follow us there. And of course, you know, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, you know, those places. We like you to follow us everywhere. And make sure you guys follow us to on our stories
0: is where we post what we're going to be talking about on upcoming episodes. So you can make sure you leave us a voicemail um, if you, you know, hopefully we'll play your message on an upcoming episode. Can't wait to see you next week. Till then. (laughs) I know. It's like my favorite part of the week. All right. Bye. (laughs)
1: Moms vs. Aunts is brought to you by Café Mom. Our theme music is composed by Coney Island Music. We want to hear from you. To give us your comments, leave us a voicemail at 929-265-0277. And we might include them in the show. You can also reach us by email at momsveaunts at gmail.com. Remember to rate, review, and follow Moms vs. Aunts wherever you get your podcasts. And for more parenting stories, real talk, and entertainment news, go to cafémom.com.